homily for the Solemnity of the Epiphany, January 2nd, 2022, St. Mary's Church, Grand Forks. The following weekend, Father Robert McAleer, a priest from the Diocese of Davenport, Iowa, will be celebrating Masses at St. Mary's, representing an organization called Unbound. Their website, unbound.org, provides more information about the help that they provide to families in need throughout the developing world. We encourage you to look up that website, and I thank Father McAleer for his presence with us. The next homily podcast will be for Sunday, January 16th. Also, a Happy New Year to all of our parishioners and to everyone listening. Casper, Melchior, and Balthazar. Most people will not be able to identify those names, at least from religious history. The Church's tradition has attributed these three names to the wise men who visited the Christ child, Mary and Joseph, in Bethlehem. Perhaps the name Casper is more familiar because of the animated series about the friendly ghost. The other two names are more obscure. In my hometown of Napoleon, populated almost entirely by German from Russia Catholics, there were numerous men, including my maternal grandfather, who were named Baltzer. When I got to the seminary and met classmates from other parts of the country, they had never heard that name, the German version of Balthazar, before. My point is that the whole story behind this solemnity of the Epiphany is something of an outlier. Only the Gospel of St. Matthew mentions it directly. Our first reading from the prophet Isaiah is only a cursory reference, more focused on the coming Messiah's call for every nation to follow him. What God is doing for his chosen people is not for them alone. Jerusalem is to be a beacon to the whole world. But this account that we have here of the wise men is unique and mysterious. They represent us, living a world away from Bethlehem, but still pledging our love for Christ. Let's dig a little deeper and see what God's word reveals about both them and us. In every nativity scene, including ours, there are three wise men. We place them over by the baptismal font in the poinsettia forest we have over there last weekend to show that they were making their way to the Holy Land, and now they've joined the party. But here's the crazy thing. We're really not sure that there were exactly three wise men. We know there were three gifts given to Jesus, and take our cue from that. St. Matthew called them magi. It's fascinating that the editors of this translation carried the word over rather than to render it in English. They hardly ever do that, by the way, but in this case they did because the term is too complex to briefly define. The Greek title of magoi does not simply denote a magician as some sort of entertainer. Neither were they astrologers, like the horoscope hacks we see in today's world. These were men of science who sought meaning from the patterns of the nighttime sky. 
the star which came to rest over Bethlehem, was a phenomenon they could not ignore. One might say the Holy Spirit convinced them that this sign had a profound spiritual meaning. So they set out from the east, perhaps as far away as the modern-day country of Iran, on a journey of hundreds of miles. There is a pious legend that the star guiding the Magi was not a physical entity, but literally a celestial body. In other words, the legend claims that an angel was sent to stand post in the atmosphere and project light in a focused beam over Bethlehem. The angel's mission was not to deliver a verbal message like Gabriel, but a visual marvel. Again, the scriptures do not elaborate on this, but I personally have always been partial to the theory. King Herod's reaction to the sudden appearance of these exotic travelers and their retinue is a mix of curiosity and paranoia. He was willing to take the Magi at their word, but privately responded to the news with selfishness. No one else will be king of the Jews if I have anything to say about it, he decided. Thankfully, the wise men heeded the angel's warning and avoided Herod on their way back home. Whether they thought of Herod as creepy or duplicitous, they didn't want it on their conscience that they aided any evil intentions of the king. The townspeople of Jerusalem had a similar regard for the serious and legitimate nature of the Magi's quest. We are told they were greatly troubled. Even if they didn't know what to make of it, they did not doubt that God was using these messengers, these travelers, as his instruments. Even Herod's advisors granted the possibility that these men were in some way heralds of the Messiah, pointing to a prophecy from Micah that Bethlehem would be the place of Christ's birth. When the Magi came to the stable, there are two main actions reported to us. They paid homage to the baby lying in the manger, and they presented gifts of gold, frankincense, and myrrh. One can easily link these items symbolically to the life of Jesus. They're not practical things for a baby like toys would be, but they are meaningful just the same. Gold pointed to the royalty of Christ's kingship. Frankincense was used in acts of divine worship. Myrrh was a perfumed oil used in embalming the dead, and Christ's ultimate destiny as our high priest was to lay down his life as a sacrificial victim for sin. Let's consider, though, that they not only gave these items as gifts. I would suggest that the Magi also gave them up. In other words, they laid them down to part with them. Any worldly treasures now pale in comparison to the greatest gift of all. They set them aside, resolving to cling to a whole other prized possession. Maybe by giving away these gifts, the Magi were out quite a bit of money. Even if they had held on to and sold their gold, frankincense, and myrrh, they could never buy what our Heavenly Father had given them, free of charge. I like to picture the Magi coming back home as missionaries among their families and cities, 
the darkness of false religion, could no longer satisfy their heart's true longing. God had a brand new purpose for their lives, as well as for anyone else who would listen to them. This is what the Epiphany reminds us of each year. The Magi came to the Holy Land as seekers and returned home as believers. Their hearts ignited by the fire of the Holy Spirit to take on whatever tasks God would give them. May the same be said of each of us. Amen.